Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome into Best on the Board, presented by BetMGM. Michael Beller here with you on Wednesday, March 2nd. Today is an NBA day on Best on the Board to talk NBA with us here through tonight's slate. We bring on Tass Mellis from No Dunks. Tass, what's going on, man? How you doing? Wednesday nights in the NBA. Always a good night, Michael. Looking forward to some uh, doozies tonight, although they're not on national TV, but that's okay. Well, you know what? Knicks Sixers is on national TV. It's not a doozy because the Knicks are the Knicks, but I am looking forward to Embiid uh, and Harden once again. Game number three, getting a guaranteed W on national TV. But anyways, the eight-game slate. Looking forward to it. Eight-game slate for sure, and uh, I think the one you're referring to is uh, Heat and Bucks. That yeah. uh, certainly yeah, is a, a, a doozy. That's the big one. So we will actually have a couple of picks from that game for you here. Tess, it's been a while since we've gotten together. It's, uh, we have to go all the way back to before the All-Star break uh, mm-hmm. for the last time that we talked. So uh, it's good. It's good to talk to you, man. It's good to see you. Right back at you. I'm trying to uh, forget about the last time we talked, Michael, because <laughs> I went over. Uh, on that one, if I am correct, and over mm-hmm. two, uh, but uh, yeah, it has been uh, has been a little little break for the All Star game. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw uh, something at, at you to give you a little bit of a consolation there. In that offer before the All-Star break, you had a Tyrese Maxey over and an Anthony Edwards over. Anthony Edwards got hurt that game. So, true. you know, you get, I mean, it, it still goes down as a loss. You still lose the money if you made the bet, but it's not like your process was still in the right place. Anthony Edwards mm-hmm. leaving that game early with an injury. That pushes you to 17 and 14 on the season, going all the way back to that last show that you and I did together, February 15th. I had uh, Trey Young going over 27 and a half points. And that was the night he exploded for like forty three or something. Bang. He almost had the uh, he had the, almost had the twenty seven and a half in the first half. So that was a fun one that pushed me up to eleven and ten on the season. We've got a couple of picks for you here today. As I said, Heat Bucks not only the big game of the night, but where we start the night. Both of us picking superstar point scoring prop overs. Why don't you get us started on Milwaukee side of the equation with Giannis? Giannis Antetokounmpo. You wouldn't know, unless you're a huge Bucks fan, that Giannis Antetokounmpo has averaged only 15 points in his two games against the Heat this season. Wow. That's surprising. Uh, and his line tonight is 28 and a half points. I'm taking the over. All the stats say, don't do it. Go <laughs> under. Bam Adebayo as the center of the Miami Heat. And that Miami Heat defense are just playing so, so well could probably keep Giannis under. He's only made four baskets in each game that he's played uh, against Miami this season. He's gotten to the line. Bam Adebayo is he's looking Giannis-like on defense. And in their most recent game, he had a block just like what Giannis did in the finals against the Phoenix Suns where he was out on the perimeter guarding a guy, uh, handling the ball. And then as the alley-oop pass was tossed, he got back and blocked the alley-oop pass. Bam is... On fire, and he isn't necessarily the primary defender against Yanis. Sometimes he is, sometimes he's not, but he will always be there as a secondary defender. Who's, and that's often uh, more important than the actual primary defender against Yanis, because Yanis will always blow by one guy. Uh, so, even though Yanis has averaged only 18 points in 29 games against the Heat throughout his career, uh, I'm going with him over that 28 and a half point line because. This is a true rivalry, Michael. We don't get a lot of those in the NBA. Yeah. Last two seasons, they've met in the playoffs. And considering Giannis is 0-2 uh, against the Miami Heat, he missed a win against the Heat. I, I just think he will 
get enough points to get over that 28 and a half point line. Not necessarily from the field. Uh, maybe he'll have a slow night from the field, but he'll get to the line enough, which he has in those two losses. He's gone uh, to the line 10 and 12 times in those two losses. He'll hit some buckets. 28 and a half might be a bit of a stretch, but he has you know, surpassed that number against the Heat uh, historically plenty of times. Uh, I just think Yanis has this thing circled on his schedule. He is that kind of guy uh, to be looking at this game. Rivalry, haven't beaten him yet. We're one and two against them. Uh, last last game was a loss against them. He just he always keeps those things in the back of his brain. So I think he'll be going hard to the rim tonight. And uh, the Bucks are like the Heat. Uh, you know, they're, they're locked. They've locked in for a game, anyways. I know, I know the the Heat have been playing better for longer, but I think. The Bucks are also looking forward to six, seven weeks from now when the playoffs start, and I think they are starting to, you know, lock in a little bit more. So Giannis will be locked in on that rim tonight. Uh, you know, numbers say no, but uh, I'm going more gut uh, than uh, than numbers tonight. Hey, sometimes that works out for you. And as things are uh, constructed right now, the Eastern Conference standings, these teams would be uh, on a crash course in the Eastern Conference semifinals. You've got Miami with the best record in the conference, Bulls sitting at number two, Philly at number three, and then Milwaukee at number four. Obviously, there is plenty of time for that to be shook up and for these teams to avoid each other in that second round and be more on a, a Eastern Conference finals course for one another should that come to fruition but as it stands right now these two teams could be looking at each other for just a berth into the eastern conference finals not the nba finals so definitely right. a little bit of pride on the line here too i'm gonna go to the other side of this game really quick i do want to come back to you for a second though jimmy butler is where i'm going in this one his prop just 21 and a half points uh for jimmy here and uh, i liked it I, I like this for jimmy i think he goes over that mark jimmy butler uh, one of the guys in the nba who lives in the mid-range still a guy who does his best work inside the arc in that mid-range part of the floor. And that's really where you can beat this Milwaukee team. Check out Dunks and Threes, great analytics website. They are allowing the uh, 24th highest shooting percentage in mid-range to uh, opposing uh, scorers. So I think that's uh, a nice matchup here for Jimmy Butler. This is the sort of team that, you know, regardless of the individual who might be across the floor from him, the sort of team that opens up alleys where Jimmy Butler does his best work. So I think that that ends up Coming through for him tonight, I like Jimmy Butler going over 21 and a half points. Click through all eight games tasks, and that was uh, my favorite prop. I, I, I wanted to get something in this game because it's it's Heat and Bucks. It's the best game of the night, but it's not just because of that. I think that this matchup bodes well for Jimmy Butler. You check the stats. That's important. <laughs> uh, the, the, where they give up their shots, it's yeah. totally true. Uh, they will be out on that three-point line, and they will be at the rim. Giannis will be at the rim. Uh, defending shots there so that's a it's a nice play you know if Jimmy's got to get there probably uh, I think the first three plus quarters uh, before things get really tight uh, in the fourth quarter and uh, yeah it's kind of dependent on whether Jimmy's shot is falling or not from the mid-range but um, they will be open there will be several several of them will be open because the Bucks do play the the three and rim game that's a good call I'm going to put you on the spot here really quick, just because it is this game. The line on this is Milwaukee minus four and a half. Now, not saying that you're making this bet for sure, uh, as a you know, locking it in as a pick, or you're telling people to go out and make this bet. But if you had to pick it one way or the other, you like the Bucks laying the four and a half or Miami getting the four and a half. I'm saying it, Michael. I don't care. Let's do it. Uh, I'm taking the Bucks uh, strictly because. Uh, if, 
Listen, it's hard to beat a, a championship team like the Bucks a couple games in a row, and it has been a while since they played their last game, but the Heat took that one. And uh, although they are, they are playing so well, they are playing that Miami Heat defense that people expected them to play, and it will be tough for the Bucks tonight. Um, but I think, yeah, the Bucs um, are, again, um, they're, they're, they're just ready to make this seven-week run here. I know it sounds like a long time, but they're ready to, to turn it up for the postseason. And, uh, yeah, they have this that loss on the brain. This Again, this is a, a real rivalry, and as you said, they could meet in the second round. Wouldn't be surprised if that's how the basketball gods uh, give us some playoff uh, – fever here between these two teams i mean the heat box have played the last two years in the playoffs three years in a row makes sense and, and the bucks i just think are you know they're playing well enough they're at home four and a half seems like a really big line with how good the heat are playing yep uh but uh when it comes down to it i mean it's it's just a couple buckets and the, the fourth quarter defense for milwaukee will be will be hard to score on and that's where the heat sometimes can get a little stagnant and that's where jimmy uh sometimes has some issues against you know bigger players and so that that's that's where the heat you know can throw on if if Giannis is uh getting the call there or um you know one of their wing defenders could be middleton or somebody else uh they they can do the job there and if it's wesley matthews i think he can do a decent job as well so i'm taking the bucks all right, let's get one more pick on the record here before we wrap things up in this episode of Best on the Board. Tass, we go to Cleveland and Charlotte, and you've got a player prop for us here. Jarrett Allen, what are you looking at him being able to do tonight against the Hornets? Over 11.5 rebounds for Jarrett Allen. Uh, I think playing this Charlotte team is going to allow him to, to suck up a lot of boards. He had 22 boards in his last game against Charlotte. 11 of them were offensive, so... Uh, he almost would surpass the line with just his offensive boards in the last game he played against Charlotte. Game before that against Charlotte, he also had 16 boards. Now, uh, so I think this this Charlotte Hornets team, again, ripe uh, for giving up boards. They play really fast, so there will be plenty of shots put up. And uh, bigs just get boards against this Charlotte team. Last four games, Yanis had 16 against them. Isaiah Stewart of the Pistons had 11 against them. Tatum had 11 uh, in their last game against the Celtics. And then Horford, a game before that, another game against the Celtics, had 13. And those guys aren't the rebounders that Jared Allen is. Jared Allen uh, is uh, in there to grab boards. And at the trade deadline, the Charlotte Hornets went and got Montrez Harrell as their backup center, who's an undersized center. He gets boards himself, but... Uh, he will allow Jared Allen to rebound over him. He's just he just can't compete with the size of Jared Allen, and so Plumlee as their starter and Harrell uh, will allow uh, Jared Allen to to suck up a plenty of boards. I, I feel like this is a low line mm-hmm. in two of the three games uh, that Jared Allen has played the Hornets. He you know surpassed, surpassed it as I said, twenty two and sixteen. There was another dud in there where he, he didn't even come close to the eleven and a half rebound line that he's got tonight, but. Uh, I just I just feel, especially with um, the Cavs and the fact that Darius Garland may be coming back here after a couple of game absence, I they desperately need him. But there will be misses, uh, and I'm, I'm thinking of the, about the Cavs at the offensive end, mm-hmm. uh, where Jared Allen will suck up boards, plus everything he'll get at the defensive end with Charlotte being the second fastest pace team in the league. Eleven and a half seems. I, like an easy over. It seems a, a little too easy, and Jared Allen is due for a, another 20-rebound game. He hasn't had one in a while, but that's what he does. 
Charlotte 28th in the NBA tasks in defensive rebounding rate. The only teams worse at cleaning up their own glass, the Clippers and the Timberwolves. So definitely the sort of matchup you're looking for for Jared Allen. Before we get out the door, I'm going to throw one out from this game too. My man, Terry Rozier. I mean, Tess, we haven't talked for two weeks. I got to get on Terry Rozier. 18 and a half points, two and a half threes. Uh, those are his uh, props for tonight. You look at uh, this this Cleveland team. We talked last time we talked. It was Atlanta against Cleveland. Trey Young, what I say, mid range threes. That's where you beat this Cleveland team on defense. If you're gonna score them, that's where you do it. Traded it that night. Terry Rozier, not quite Trey Young as a player, but I think he does it against them tonight as well. As you said, these teams have met three times this season. In those three games, uh, first one was way back early uh, or mid October, right at the start of the season, um, and uh, Terry Rozier. As we remember was injured to start the season missed five of the first six games for Charlotte the one that he did play was against Cleveland but again he only played 22 minutes in that game was still dealing with the injury scored six points the two times they've met since then 23 points and 24 points for Terry Rozier this is just a nice matchup for what his game is if you're gonna score on Cleveland you're gonna do it largely from the perimeter so I think he gives us a nice little uh counter sort of works in tandem with what you're talking about with Jared Allen uh, Cleveland dominates this game inside Charlotte has its way out outside and both those guys can get to where we want them to get my friend you can bet best on the board there will be a terry rosier player (laughs) prop as long as as long as charlotte is playing you are getting a terry rosier player (laughs) prop they are playing and it's usually over it's it's, well come on come on this is like the (laughs) terry show we're not going under we're not going under on terry rosier that's not what we do here that's not uh, what it's we a good do pick. To our it's guy. a good pick too, especially because I mentioned Darius Garland. His question was of the time we're recording here. Uh, he hasn't played since before the All Star break, just like us. Haven't haven't <laughs> talked since uh, pre All Star break. And if he's out there guarding Terry Rozier with the uh, you know the the back stiffness, I believe it's back back stiffness that he's had that they're they're trying to wait out a little bit. Uh, that uh, you know he could be a little slow on on one end of the floor, and Terry should get open shots. That and they're so good at protecting the rim, as as you said. Uh, Cleveland dominates on the inside, so they'll allow those shots to happen. There you go. Another prop to close out today's episode of Best on the Board. Thank you so much for joining us. For Taz Mellis, I am Michael Beller. As always, we say good luck tonight and happy betting. We'll talk to you soon.